Park Hopping Podcast number seven. Another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number seven, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yes, anyone can have their own podcast. Now, last time I took a few moments to talk about my experimentations with 3D video. You know the type of 3D I mean, where you wear those funky red-blue 3D glasses and stuff appears to jump right out of your screen? Well, I have hours of three-dimensional video that I've shot at Disneyland over the last couple of years, and I've been encoding the video so I could present it on my uh, website, 3D.DisneyFans.com, and now in its very own video podcast stream. Originally, I was going to include the 3D videos along with this one, but I've talked to some friends of mine, and it really seems like a better idea to separate the video into its own feed, so if people want both, they can subscribe to both of them, and if you don't have or can't watch the 3D video, there's no sense making you download it every time your uh, podcasting program goes out and gets a new episode. So, if you are interested in seeing the 3D videos from Disneyland, that feed is feeds.feedburner.com slash parkhopping3d, or you can just go to anothercrappypodcast.com and see the link right there. So far, three videos have been published. Uh, The Disneyland marching band riding the Mark Twain. There's uh, the Dapper Dan singing on the horse-drawn trolley down Main Street. And kind of a passenger's eyes perspective of riding the 1956 motor car right down Main Street. It's just like being there if the car was really, really small. Anyway, if you're interested in uh, the videos, you can get them from that feed or download them direct through some links that are on my website. And if you're interested in getting the 3D glasses, if you've already bought Spy Kids 3D or saw it when it was at the theater, or The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D, or if you bought the Shrek DVD set that included Shrek 3D, well, those glasses will work pretty good with these. Also, NBC TV, uh, well, tonight as I'm... uh, Recording this aired an episode of the TV show Medium in 3D and made the glasses available in various locations in different cities as well as in TV Guide. Those glasses will also work pretty good for the 3D video. So grab a pair, download a couple of clips, and check it out. I have hours and hours of 3D video that I'm going to be posting there. And I also plan to start up another feed with, um, I've got about 100 plus hours between Disney World and Disneyland. I'm going to be trying to encode a lot of the different little uh, videos I've made. Um, This podcasting thing is just so easy to do. It's actually going to be easier for me to create content and deliver it this way than it ever was uh, for me to get around to updating my website. So I'm pretty psyched about that. So that's some things to look forward to, some normal video and some 3D video in their separate streams. And speaking of taking trips to Disneyland, which we weren't, I will be taking another trip to Disneyland this Christmas season. It looks like we're going to be visiting between December 10th and the 15th for a brief uh, attempt to make another use of our annual passes. And I'm looking forward to that, hoping to uh, shoot some more pictures and video and see what they've changed this year for the Haunted Mansion holiday. Now, the holidays at Disneyland are kind of are actually kind of special to me because when I first moved to Iowa back in 1995, um, it was during the summer, I was uh, learning how to do my new job, and I was going to be traveling with a with another co-worker as I, I learned how to teach these classes I was teaching out on the road. Um, in December, one of the stops we were going to be making was in a place called Irvine, California. And I remember calling the hotel in Irvine and asking them how far away they were from Disneyland. Well, it turns out Irvine was right down the road, and I got all, all excited because I was thinking, wow, I'm going to actually get to go to Disneyland. I haven't been since, like, 1977. So 
we uh, both flew out there. We were doing our job, and I think the first evening I was there, um, got to the hotel. We were getting some things set up, and I found that Disneyland was open until I think six or seven. It was it was closing really early that night, and I, I headed out to the park. I'd already figured out I was going to buy an annual pass so I could go for like an hour or two each evening. Went to the park, bought my pass, and spent probably the best hour I've ever spent at Disney in my life because it was all these childhood memories coming back to me as I hectically tried to find my way around this foreign park and I saw so many things that I remembered from childhood like Monstro the Well and the Storybook Land Canal Boats, things that I could remember but I could never find at Walt Disney World. Well, this was also December and the park was decorated up for Christmas, so it was kind of a double shock there. I'd never actually been to a Disney park during the holiday season. I've gotten to go back to Disneyland a number of times since then at the holidays, and it's become one of my favorite, you know, places in the world as far as trying to celebrate anything Christmassy. But this was a very special visit, so December 1995 was when I really got to um, build my passion for Disneyland back up again, and I got to see the park with all the lights, all the decorations, the giant Christmas tree. It was just a wonderful, wonderful time. Now, the holidays at Disneyland changed a little bit in 2001 when Disney's California Adventure opened in the former parking lot and turned the place into the Disneyland Resort. Now, with the new theme park, uh, they were going to have to do something over there for the holidays, and they did. They put up some uh, Christmas decorations. It was uh, nice. Played some Christmas music. They also decided they were going to try to do something maybe a little more ambitious, and they created a lagoon show out near the Paradise Pier section of the park, and it was called Luminaria. Now, Luminaria was kind of the California version of the um, the laserphonic fantasy show that they had created for Epcot Center when it opened back in 1981-82, uh, back, back in those days, uh, but done on a much smaller scale because it was a much smaller park. Now, the thing that was kind of unique about Luminaria is they actually had a greeting card creation area set up over in the Bay Area. You could go into the building and you could draw out your own greeting card and take it over to the cast members and they'd place it through this big magical machine and it would be scanned. And if you were lucky, during the Luminaria presentation or at the end, your greeting card would be projected up onto these giant packages out floating in the lagoon. They were actually uh, projection screens that would rise up, and you'd get to see your artwork, artwork there. I never got to see mine, but that's okay. I'm sure there's lots of children that got to see theirs, and it became one of the biggest thrills for them. But Luminaria was, was interesting. There were a lot of ground-level fireworks, sparks, um, projections, and a music soundtrack, and it suffered some of the same problems that the uh, Lagoon show at Epcot suffered. Um, for instance, if the wind wasn't blowing just right, you could get engulfed in smoke, which has happened to me more times than I could ever count out at Epcot Center, even with its much larger area. Well, the one and only time I got to see Luminaria at Disney's California Adventure, it was just fine. There was no smoke where we were, we could see everything, and it was a neat show. Nothing spectacular, but it was certainly more interesting than just listening to some Christmas music and looking at some water. Um, Luminaria was very short-lived. It only ran during that one Christmas season, so I, I gather that it either was too expensive for the return on investment or people just weren't digging it. Either way, it's yet another one of those lost attractions from Disney's California Adventure, and I happened to catch the whole thing on video back during the holiday season of 2001. So in this episode of the Park Hopping Podcast, I'm going to play that audio, which may not make a lot of sense because it's basically just a soundtrack with some occasional audience noises and fireworks going off. But here it is, the Luminaria 
Christmas Lagoon Fireworks Projection Show from Disney's California Adventure in the year 2001. In just a few minutes, the lights of our Paradise Bay will be dimmed so you can fully experience our new holiday spectacular, Luminario. Please try to remain in the same area until the lights return to normal. Thank you.
Share your light. Share it with the world. Okay, there we go. Disney's California Adventure presents Luminaria in 2001. Now, at the end of the show, after the fireworks were done and the announcement had been made and the lights around the area had come back up, they would continue to cycle various uh, projected Christmas cards that had been contributed by uh, you know people going over to the Bay Area. And also towards the very end, right at the ending, little candle, flickering candlelight, uh, they were floating on the water. It looked like hundreds of little candles just floating out on the water all around the area out there. It was really, really neat. And, um, I, you know, when I think back about it and watch the video, there were some things that they did there that you can tell the ideas have lived on and they've shown up in uh, other shows that have happened in the last five years. And if you uh, want to watch the video, it is available at vids.disneyfans.com. And I will try to encode a uh, new, better version of it um, and put it up in a new park hopping video podcast. So you'll need to check out anothercrappypodcast.com to get the feed for that. I'll hopefully have time to do that in the next week or so, certainly before we head out to California again. So, the next time you're at Disney's California Adventure, take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again. And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse over 25,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens of downloadable videos from the Disney parks. If you want to drop me a note, my email address is Alan, that's A-L-L-E-N, at DisneyFans.com. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 7, Luminaria. Thanks for listening. Another crappy podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. Mm. Uh, testing, testing. You know, I, I really like this new microphone I'm using. I don't know if it sounds any better, but it sure looks really cool. Speaking of cool, two weekends ago there was a big podcasting convention out in Ontario, California with hundreds of podcasting people from around the world got together to talk about podcasting. I I didn't hear any of us Disney fan guys out there, but the guy that does the official Disneyland podcast was there and got to hear him interviewed on like 27 other podcasts. Uh, Ah yes, big fish, small pond. Now this music's making me miss Disney. It's going to be strange going there this time. Last time we were out there was in July. It was like 110 degrees, and Art Linkletter was there, and uh, they were playing the 50th Fireworks, which they'll be doing this time, except it'll snow at the end. Uh, That'll be strange. Oh, well, see you next time.